So, uh, you still going with your toy door? It's not a toy. The guy I bought it from told me he chose the future. Did you see yourself going to the nut house? It's no joke, Ben. I saw a girl hurt in a fire. And if that's really the future, then somebody's in a lot of trouble. And there's nothing I can do, because then I don't even know who she is. All right, people, settle down. It doesn't matter where you are. When Nickelodeon land, you are better off by far. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. It's not a joke, Gut Buckets. I saw a 90s Nickelodeon podcast hurt in a fire. And if Big Orange Couch is really the future, then somebody's in a lot of trouble. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Hi, it's Candace. And I'm Katie. And this is episode number 251. We're talking, of course, the tale of the door unlocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, first time guest. First time guest, long time listener. Long time friend. Long time friend. Longer time friend. Yeah, longer yeah. time friend than listener, yeah. <laughs> Most importantly. Yeah. Uh, and what, what would you want to tell our listeners about yourself? Uh, if Whatever you're willing to share, maybe start with like social security address. Yeah, you know. mother's maiden name, <laughs> yeah. all that good stuff. Um, so I grew up in the 90s and love Nickelodeon. Um I got cable a little bit later, though, and I'm also a few years younger than you all. So, I grew up during the Tucker era of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I know your feelings about. You have to stop Um, blaming yourself. I I will defend the Tucker era because it holds a place Mm. in my heart. But, I mean, objectively, the first... You know, Gary era, much better. Um, but love all things Nickelodeon. Shows just stand the test of time. Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Well, Are You Afraid of the Dark okay. was my favorite okay. show, but followed closely by Hey Arnold. Mm. Uh, I was going to ask, do you have a favorite Tucker era episode? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, The Gruesome Gourmets. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is this, are yeah. we going to get into a fight right off the bat here? Swish. <laughs> it's, let, let me be clear. It's not a good episode. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but. It's perfect. But it's pretty, like, it's that's pretty dark talking about cannibalism mm. on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. I mean that's that's scarier than ghosts and you know what they what their subject matter would normally be. The execution may be not the best, but it's pretty creepy. I hear you. <laughs> uh, probably listeners will know my complaints, but um, one of the big ones is the ending. It's like it turns out it's not cannibals. Or like, is that it? bothers me. It's definitely not. It's like uh, there's I no th- question. I think that the door is left up. Left open. Oh, yeah. I hope so. That might change my feeling about the episode. Rewatch. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, we've somehow not done an episode review on it, even though it's a very controversial yeah. episode between us. Um, now, we were really excited when you agreed to be on the podcast, and you had mentioned maybe you were interested in doing a Sardo, and we just threw it out there, and you picked Door Unlocked. I did. I love Sardo. Big Sardo fan. Okay. <laughs> Showing my bias up front. <laughs> uh, but why why, why door unlocked? It was one that I remembered from a kid, and so it's just something that when I think of Are You For The Dark, mm. for some reason, it's just one of the episodes I remembered. It also kind of remem- reminds me of the alternate, but not nearly as good intro of Are You For The Dark, where mm. there was like that keyhole. Yeah. Um, so I th- 
associate it with the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty excited that you picked this episode because it seems so. I, I don't. I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody mention it or show any interest in it kind of in general really i feel uh, like it's pretty well liked really? i mean okay i feel like it's a lesser considered episode hmm do you well i won't ask quite yeah. yet uh, but um i, I did want to gift you something katie uh you is picked... it a tiny door <laughs> <laughs> it is a tiny door <laughs> that's amazing it glows in the dark oh my gosh i'm uh... so excited about this <laughs> Joey is handing Katie a a Nickelodeon branded pin mm-hmm. of, this a, is so of a amazing. tiny door. Of a door unlocked. And when you open it, it says, are you afraid of the dark? And it glows in the dark. Sardo doesn't jump out. <laughs> okay, let's not open the when door. You, when you open yet. it, you can just... Okay, okay. You can, I don't really want to be here I mean, just in case. Down. Yeah, just in case yeah. something happens. It, no, it's just a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> On fire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Oh, phew. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is awesome. Thank so you. So thank you for being a guest. Yeah. Um, enjoy the door. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm on record as not loving this episode. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to bring down... I don't want to bring too negative of an energy, but I got some issues with this thing. Hmm. I hope you're ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You can duke it out. <laughs> uh, Candace, had you any familiarity with this episode? No. As always, I'm bringing uh, to this podcast an unawareness... <laughs> Uh, a confusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fresh perspective, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah, I think you saw it for the first time last night? Yeah, I watched it wow. for the first time last night. Mm. I'm envious. I've, I've took some notes. <laughs> Just wait. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, the tale of a door unlocked. I thought that was interesting, a door unlocked. Not the tale of the door unlocked. Oh. Because usually Are You Afraid of the Dark is the. Mm. Yeah. I also okay. thought that was very curious okay i actually wrote down the mm, it's uh, because you naturally just yeah. want to do that because yeah. that's what are you afraid of the dark does interesting <laughs> this is insane for a show to just take the script and be like no we're it's one of the many unique things about this episode okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so it's not the door it's the tale of a door unlocked mm-hmm because there are multiple doors. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah the writers were like, hold oh. on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my script has kind of a lot of doors. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a spoiler. They're like, we always go with the, though. Oh. Like, I bet they had sorry. this conversation. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they were like, and they had to flip a coin. shoot, we've got a real problem here. Someone call Nickelodeon. Yeah. They had to get DJ McHale. They had to fly him <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, as we speak, it's we just passed the 27th anniversary of this episode. Uh, this aired uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. of course, Nick. Uh, January 27th, 1996. Uh, this is season five, uh, episode, some sources say 10, but uh, that pin there on the back says episode five, season five, episode 11. Hmm. So I'm going to take Nickelodeon's word okay. out. My unofficial DVDs also say it's episode 11. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't need to add any further commentary about that. I would actually trust the unofficial ones in this case. They're very more well than made. The official, so, yes. You know. Why? Because sometimes with the official ones, they're like messing with the order. Like mm-hmm. they'll do it in production order instead mm-hmm. of okay. uh, airing order, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right. Well, uh, should we hear how uh, Gary and the Midnight Society start this episode? 
Oh, yeah. Gaze into the crystal ball of a fortune teller. They say it offers a glimpse into the future. I see that Kiki has an incredible voice, and she'll someday be a famous singer. Cool. Betty Ann's compassion and intelligence will lead her to a successful career in medicine. Really? Stig will be a professional wrestler. Yes! Sam's love for adventure will make her a famous explorer. Maybe searching the ocean depths where no one has gone before. I like this game. And Tucker. Hmm. He'll clean elephant cages at the zoo. Hey, what does that thing say for you, smart guy? <laughs> I see in my future a story. A story about looking into the future. Imagine if a crystal ball really worked. Wouldn't it be cool to see what was going to happen to you tomorrow, or next week, or five years from now? The only trouble is, what if the future you saw wasn't a good one? What if it was filled with fear and danger? Would seeing a horrible future mean you can change it? Or would it mean you had to live with the knowledge that you were doomed, and all you could do was wait for it to happen? Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story The Tale of a Door Unlocked. I just took notes that he was like waving a crystal ball oddly <laughs> and gesturing. Yeah, the, the, the crystal ball is a prominent part of this uh, setup. Uh, I do like him saying um, he goes through everybody's like. Uh, future. Whatever, future. And his final one is... Tucker. Well, <laughs> when Tucker asked him, like, what his own future is, he's like, in my future I see a story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. lame, oh, Gary. Oh, I mean, Gary's <laughs> the wait, definition wait. of lame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. But that's why I love him. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Gary's great. <laughs> a story. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, we've concocted our own Midnight Society intros. Do we want to go around and share these? Sure. Okay. Well, as you know, doors get you from one place to another. But what if a door could take you into the future or even the present? <laughs> <laughs> Submitted for the approval of the Big Orange Couch. Very good. Very good. Like it. All right. I can go. <laughs> yeah. There once was a young boy, so ridiculed, so mistreated, so tormented, that he decided to become a magician who preys on young kids, scams them into buying things, and potentially puts them in grave danger. Submitted for the approval <laughs> of the big orange couch. I like the idea of a big orange couch segment that's just a rant. It's just a rant about Sardo. Yeah, yeah. And couldn't really apply to any Sardo yeah. episode. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Now let me tell you about him. <laughs> well, mine's quite different. <laughs> How do you get a date to the school dance when you're too afraid to talk to girls? How can you possibly compete with your best friend, especially when he has such awesome sunglasses? <laughs> oh 
Do you buy a tiny door from a suspicious man with a jerry curl? <laughs> Brush up on your fire safety? Act like a big weirdo in the school cafeteria? Or all of the above? Submitted for the approval of the big orange couch. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, you just, uh, you you know exactly why I don't like this episode. <laughs> wow. I, those are all reasons to love it. I don't understand. <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys got a couple minutes? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me because... In my hand, I hold what might appear to be a large, unexciting crystal ball, unremarkable to the naked eye. But what if the naked eye was wrong? What if this unassuming crystal ball was a window to the future, revealing a world unseen? See, you'll never know if you don't go, and you'll never shine if you don't glow. Let's take a look at this ball. You guys see it? Why don't you move your hand more around? <laughs> Andrew, hmm, ah, yes. It appears your favorite filmmaker, Darren Aronofsky, has purchased the rights to your space junk novels and has decided to make a cinematic trilogy unlike anything the world has ever seen. You're about to become filthy rich. You will leave Big Orange Couch and start the most famous podcast in the world about the motion picture Screwed. Max, Katie. Wow. You post a video of yourself on TikTok dancing to the Smiths. <laughs> Morrissey sees this video and is so moved he decides to reunite the band. Original members Johnny Marr, Andy Rourke, and Mike Joyce have all agreed to schedule their first tour since 1986 and I've personally asked you to travel with the band. You become the honorary fifth member. And Candace. I'm really stressed. Oh, let's see. Candace, I see the Bureau of Land Management has created a department to focus solely on the rescue and preservation of horses in the United States. They tracked your obsessive watching habits of equestrian films, including Black Beauty, War Horse, Seabiscuit, National Velvet, Horse Whisper, and an unprecedented amount of hours watching Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Your work will help save countless horses around the United States. I bet that all sounds pretty good to you guys. But what if you look deeper and you realize that all that glitter isn't gold? What? That the most horrific horse stampede ever documented takes the life of one woman. That that screwed podcast would end in the lawsuit by Danny DeVito and bankruptcy. <laughs> and that band's plane, tour plane crashes, invoking memories of Buddy Holly and John Denver. Yes, it turns out, when you look hard enough, the ice we skate is getting pretty thin. <laughs> this, this is insane. <laughs> Submitted for the approval of the BOC. Very good. Okay. <laughs> but what's your future? <laughs> Can we the like story I'm, a, the story I'm about to tell? I think we need a commercial break after this. <laughs> Sorry, it was right. just so much fun to write. Yeah. Um, speaking of wild hearts, can't be broken. <laughs> yes. I feel like since we talked about it, I've discovered that this is, like, a way more popular movie than I realized. Yeah. Like, I've seen, you know, TV shows are <laughs> making fun of the name and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is, like, people know this movie. Not just Candace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I <laughs> apologize you. for ridiculing it so heavily. Ah, thank you. Mm -hmm. really feels uh, good to be liberated here. <laughs> Vindicated. 
Not yeah. Liberated. yeah. No, I'm You're liberated. liberated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your heart can't be broken. <laughs> We're way past that. Uh, all right. Well, do we want to journey into the sure. door unlocked? Yeah, let's A door do unlocked. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, well, waking by an old abandoned stone house as they try to figure out who to ask to the upcoming dance, Justin spots his little brother, Michael, and his friend sneaking out of the boarded up doorway. Justin explains to his friend Ben that his brother and friends take new kids in there to scare them as an initiation into town. The house is supposedly haunted by old man Alberts, but Ben doesn't believe it. I like that they, uh, I like this old man Albert, like, character that's being alluded to, just, just, uh, I mean, it's totally unnecessary, it's just like a classic, uh, are you afraid of the dark kind of setup. It yeah. doesn't, like, go anywhere. It um, seems dangerous to have that abandoned house just <laughs> in the neighborhood. Yeah. It also yeah. seems out of place. They put up boards, but hardly. It does <laughs> say very easy to get into. It, it looks like an abandoned, like, coal mine shaft from the gold rush, yeah. but in a normal town. Yeah. Like, on a normal suburban yeah. street. Yes. Yeah. It does say do not enter. There's a sign. Oh, okay. We That'll know. keep them away. Well... <laughs> Uh, on the way to school, Ben spots a potential date for the dance and makes Justin get lost. Oh my god, okay. what a moment. <laughs> I'll say. You loved he, it? He says some, he goes, He the there's a, a person walking towards them and the old sunglasses kid goes, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Get lost, will ya? Why? Because I don't have an audience, I'll go. Like, very inappropriate. <laughs> He's excited. He's just excited about the dance. All right. As a potential, yeah, like. That girl it's was a girl. It's it. a girl. He's like, yeah, and she I was need feeling a date it. for the dance. She was feeling it. Okay, fine. I can't just, Justin looks out that window and is just like, damn. He's like, I wish <laughs> I could be as cool as him. But God, he needs the sunglasses. Man. He, Boy, yes. when those okay, things we, drop. He's, it, so he's like a normal looking kid, but he's wearing like a 40 year old man's like <laughs> mirrored sunglasses mm. on like on top, propped on top of his head. Mm-hmm. And he's just acting his heart out. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on the acting in this episode. It is great. Awful. <laughs> it's one of the worst acted, are you afraid of the dark? Okay. Uh, the little brother, some of the worst line deliveries I've ever heard. Oh, I love the little brother. He's so weird. Weird or bad yeah, acting? Weird. Just a weird kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, there's some bad acting in this thing. Oh, All over man. the place. I feel like maybe you haven't visited uh, season six and seven in a while. Because I feel like that like takes bad acting to a new level. I don't think the acting's all that bad. The writing is. Oh, oh the acting's terrible. Oh no, they've already they've already delivered a great line, which is when the main character goes, You wanna buy a little brother? And Sunglasses Kid goes, nah, I already got a lizard. (laughs) That's a great line. Okay. Golden. (laughs) Um, So Justin ends up walking into none other than Sardo's magic shop and explains to the shopkeeper that his fear of about his fear of asking out a girl. Promising to have just the thing, Sardo emerges with a miniature wooden door. I have just the thing to help you solve your problem. Thanks anyway. I gotta be going. Voila! What is it? It's a doorway. It's a doorway into the future. 
It's one of a kind. I got it from a fortune teller who fell on hard times. What's it do? Well, uh, you just tell it what you want to see. Imagine knowing beforehand whether or not the young lady you ask out will say yes or no. Love the design. <laughs> we, oh, ta- love we, we, we talked about this a little bit on um, favorite objects, but yeah. it just looks cool. Yeah, an amazing item, magical item. Um, he claims the item is one of a kind and will let the owner see into the future. But when Sardo goes off to answer the phone, Justin asks the door to show him a girl who will go to the dance with him. <laughs> and at first, nothing happens. But as Justin walks away, the door begins to shake, and he opens the peephole to find a girl surrounded by uh, clouds of smoke. I have a couple questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just don't understand Sardo, I don't think. Like um, ever or in this episode? Ever. Because what is... Okay, help me. Sardo, every time a kid walks in, he sells them something that he seems to know nothing about. Mm-hmm. He makes up the story yeah. on the spot. And then that thing happens. And when it happens, he's always surprised that it happened. Like, oh, the thing I said happened. So is Sardo himself magic? And he's, like, too dumb to know it. Or is he just always getting it right? I think we've uh, we've definitely discussed this. <laughs> And the answer is, of course, that Sardo is, in fact, a genie of some sort. He has and the he doesn't fully realize, like, his power. Uh, uh, has this been maybe, maybe I didn't put that twist on it, but... Oh, wait, this past, is your theory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what do you really think? That's what I think. No. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What, well, what do you guys think? I think that he... I don't think he's magical. I think he has a way of acquiring magical objects, obviously, and he doesn't know anything about them. But they always end up being magical, and it surprises him. But he's always right. He is always right. It's possible that everything in the shop is magical. Yeah, it's possible. And I would accept that, except how is he right every time? About what it does? Yes. Oh. Yeah, well, that's where... (laughs) I think it becomes, in my mind, more like a genie thing where he's making it up in that moment and it's like imbuing the object. I think but he's he doesn't a great like con artist. But even a great con artist wouldn't be right 100% of the time. He's so great. He's right 100% of the time. Yeah. I, this, I think this is my problem with Sardo, is that uh, his whole shtick doesn't make sense. Like, the root of Sardo doesn't make sense. Uh, well... It makes sense to me. Does it have to make sense to be great, though? Yes. No, but, I don't think that's true. I okay, mean, so does it only not make sense because you're looking at Sardo through the series? If it was, like, one episode... Yes. Then it then it does make Believable sense. that he could trip into it once. But Twice, maybe. But you're I saying, do. you know, his, like, entire narrative, if you combine it, doesn't make sense. Well, think about this. What if he, like, buys these things, like, mm-hmm. on some black market mm-hmm. of some sort, and he's told what these things do, but he doesn't really believe that they do that, hmm. because he's a... And so he's just going to resell it in this, like, con artist way. Yeah. So he tells them what it's supposed to do, but then is surprised it actually does that. I could buy that. I think... I think that's what it is i think you're on to something i was this is a stray observation but 
Did you catch where Sardo got this door? Yeah, he said he got it from uh, like a magician or something who was oh. down on his luck. Something, someone that was down. Shandu, <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> a fortune teller who landed down. on hard, hard times. times. Okay, a fortune <laughs> um, teller. But he does. I feel like he has a certain sort of explanation for that occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I feel like he like frequently that. explains like where he got something from. Yeah. So he probably bought it thinking like this doesn't really do anything, but I'll sell it to some sucker tell them what it's supposed to do and then it really does the thing and he's surprised like oh this really works could be so the rest of the shop could be filled with junk but occasionally things do work yeah and that happens to be also that would make sense there wouldn't be an episode where he sells something that doesn't do something magical like he just has an episode where he sells a lot of fake (laughs) vomit and that's it (laughs) just a scam show he does mention the fake vomit yeah yeah, yeah, so this episode has all of sardo's classic lines i think plus some more i think this might be peak sardo performance even just everything he does in this one is like like almost over the time better than he stops himself before it goes crazy because he really has a lot to chew on in Super Yes. Uh... But now we, like, know Sardo, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, 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 we do know Sardo. Something Wait, that... does, is he always in the same magic shop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. owns the magic this shop. Is this is his magic mm-hmm. shop. So there's multiple episodes that take place in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's so. interesting, yeah. too. Yeah, it'd have to be the same town that yeah. Super Specs and... Or maybe Sardo travels and keeps setting up shops <laughs> to con more children. Or his magic shop is possibly magical and like oh, changing transport. locations yeah. just hmm. randomly. He can never okay. remember who he is or even what he's doing it's except that he's lot. running this oh. shop. It's all a lot. Okay. <laughs> Wait, my other question was going to be, okay, so this kid gets the door and asks to see who he's going to go to the dance with. That's fine. He's 13. He can ask that question. What would you ask the door? I'm not into knowing the future. I wouldn't buy the door. I'd go for the oh, fake really? vomit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All in on fake All vomit. All in on fake vomit. Um, I mean, this just brings back Gary's introduction. What if, like, do you, can mm. you change it or? Mm. That's what's, why I wouldn't want to know. What's the sense I'd be of knowing? Because i with probably trying yeah, to yeah. I mean, this episode says you can change it. This, okay. Assuming you can change it. Mm. I wouldn't want to see anything in particular except, like, whatever the next big catastrophic thing that happens that I have some control over Mm. that, I guess. Yeah, what could you help? Yeah. That's nice of you. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of ways to, like, scam the door. Of, like, (laughs) did the genie tell me I can't wish for more wishes? Because I'm going to ask to see everything. It's It's an interesting concept, too, because this episode would have you believe... The door works once for you. Well, yeah. Then Did we're going to get into the complexities. At the end, it said it never worked again. And we have to understand how many doors there are. Yeah. After all, it is the tale of a door unlocked, <laughs> yeah. not the door. <laughs> and also, I have. Let's continue because the questions about how this door works is like. Oh, junk that's part science. of what I love about this junk science. <laughs> junk science. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to. One of my favorite extra Sardo lines in this one is when. Justin comes in and say, says he's having girl trouble. Sardo <laughs> says something like, like, tell oh, me yeah. about it. Yeah. Or like, are we all? Are we all? <laughs> and that just made me think, could you imagine, like, dating Sardo? <laughs> you know, he'd con you out of, like, he'd get you to pay for everything. Uh, he'd just be ridiculous. Andrew wrote a spinoff show called Hey Sardo. <laughs> this could definitely address his, like, romantic life. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you wrote definitely. this already, or yeah, it's an episode. Yeah, spinoff episode. Well, I need to research. This. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to, yeah, it needs to address his romantic life. Yeah. <laughs> Candace doesn't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously he's gonna have some relationship problems because he's. Then again, maybe you have access to all his magical items that you can Would use. Do you really your... want most of his magical items, though? I guess they all turn out pretty poorly, yeah. most of them. The most magical thing's his love. Okay. What? Well, <laughs> Sardo's yeah. love? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Justin eagerly buys the door, but after he leaves the shop, Sardo reveals a second door, which he places in, in the window. Um... I love this twist here. <laughs> I mean, I just see him as like, uh, like I sold one, I got another one. Who cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, he gets that for a bargain. Yeah, he gets it for yeah. ten dollars. Ten dollars yeah. for that door? It started at like sixty something, which also suggests that uh, Sardo's getting this stuff for like nothing. Yeah. Someone who so, fell on hard times. Yeah. Or sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when your clientele is middle school students. <laughs> like That's true. setting like, the price at 65 is just not going to work i don't see how he has a sustainable business model he sells everything so cheaply yeah yeah, yeah he's always problem. losing on the deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh and he also so i'm i'm very excited about sardo in this episode when someone calls the shop i he answers and he says it's your nickel <laughs> what a great line yeah um also i guess i'll mention this now um him answering the phone it's like it's not behind the counter. It's out in the middle of the shop, <laughs> like a payphone. And why is he assuming the person's calling from a payphone, too? A different time. Were you always called from a payphone? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have home phones then? <laughs> maybe he knew. Maybe he was expecting this call. Oh, because he's a genie. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. He's... Maybe he saw it in the door. Ah, now you're on the sofa. Yeah. No, no. He didn't think the door worked. <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't have given it to the kid for yeah, $10. Um, okay, well, when Justin gets to school, he excitedly shows the door to Ben, but this time the peephole is just a hole. This is what we to the dance. I hope you and your little door have a great time. No, no, wait. I don't get it. Or before. Introduce me later. I know how doors can get a little stuck up. Ben, wait. But after Ben walks away, the door begins to shake again, and Justin looks through the hole to find the same girl as before, shouting the name Brad mysteriously. Oh, yeah, we don't know who Brad is yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Later that night, as Justin works on his homework, the door starts shaking again, and this time he sees a burning plank of wood fall onto the girl. <laughs> like a flamethrower. It's, yeah, it's intense. It's hard to watch. And it, they almost give you a glimpse of her under it. It's Yeah, but they cut it just... It's terrifying. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> uh, the next day, Justin returns to the magic shop, but Sardo is no help. And it's the key. yeah. Uh, oh okay, so he stops because he sees another door, but his door works. Yeah. So what's he what's he griping about? Because well, Sardo said it was one of a kind. Yeah. And so he's like, what? but his door works. 
I think he was even maybe going back to see what the deal with the door. Asked Sardo more about the door, and then saw the second door on his way in, and was like, "What the hell?" I, th- I think this is reasonable. No, this, I, no, no. If anything like it, this had happened to me, and I was in possession of a magical door, and stressed as this kid is about this person's safety, yeah, I'd be looking into mm. the door situation a lot more than he is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be asking a lot of questions. He eventually figures uh-huh. it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. Everyone's fine. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, but as Justin leaves the shop, we see smoke pouring out of the second door. Why? Um, oh, wait. Well, of course. What? Why? Because of what is to come. Still. But why does that affect the second door? Because, as we know... I, kn- I know it's out, but, like, it's the outdoor, right? Well, the doors are connected. But there's no fire at that moment. But right now, it's showing the future, not the present. Let's, Why let's, wasn't smoking the whole time then? Can we address this at the end? Because there is a pro- there is definitely an issue. Okay. Okay. I'll just say this. <laughs> I, lo- I love the look of that mini door smoking. It's just a cool it great is, effect. Great. No yeah. problem with the effects here. Everyone loves the door. <laughs> the door is great. Great this craftsmanship. Unanimous on the door. <laughs> yeah. door is ten out of ten. Love the little slide. Yeah. Panel. Oh yeah. 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 That's good. That's and fun. We'll get to it. But, All right. Uh, uh, at school, Ben gives Justin a hard time about his toy door when Mr. Bernie introduces the class to the new girl, Ashley Brewer, mm. the same girl Justin saw in the door. Oh, my God. Mm. Can you believe it? Also, <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> Real moment of shock there. Also, this teacher's name is Mr. Bernie. It's like, you know, there's fire in this episode. It's a little... Oh, wow. Didn't I, 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 I didn't catch that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mr. Bernie. That's funny. Another reason this is a genius. <laughs> uh, after class, Justin introduces himself to Ashley and is introduced to her brother, Brad. You're in my class, aren't you? Yeah, I'm Justin. I'm Ashley. Hi. Uh, I don't want to sound weird, but can I ask you something? Sure. Uh, have you ever been trapped in a burning building? No. What kind of question is that? Hey, whoa, sorry, bro. Who's the babe? I thought you were too chicken to talk to girls. That's no babe. That's my sister. Brad? Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> Seriously. Jeez. We've heard that name before. Sure. Um, at lunch, Justin is starting to creep Ashley out with all his questions about fire. And when he sees the candles on the welcome cake the other girls got her, he loses his cool and douses her with water. Ashley, we have a welcome present for you. Oh, thank you. Nice work. If you can't charm him, soak him down. Here, wear my jacket before you freeze. No! I, I mean, don't put that on! It's okay, you'll be fine. Bed rest and a little warm milk and you'll be good as new. Ashley, you're in danger if you wear that. Don't put it on! I saw it through my, my little door. <laughs> you know, the weirdest part about this whole scene is a welcome cake. Like, what is this thing? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Why Who are, does that? Yeah, what students are allowed to light candles? Yeah, yeah, and like eighty of them question. on one. Um, <laughs> but um, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps the funniest moment in all "Are You Afraid of the Dark" here 
as he screams at her, I saw you in my little door. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, the kids laughed yeah. in the scene, and I was also laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he walks on top of the table and yes. is just, like, yeah. stepping in people's faces. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. Great shot. <laughs> From a great episode. <laughs> Boy, you guys are stomp. You're, you're, you're really campaigning here. Um, to get warm... Or dry, I guess. Ashley puts the same school jacket on that Justin saw through the door. Don't put on that jacket. Oh my <laughs> good grief! What is happening? I mean, look at this. This is amazing. Every like moment, there's a new twist going on here. I could argue. I, I think I would argue, especially this last um, eight minutes. Oh yeah, it oh, feels yeah. pretty heavy-handed. Of like plot point, Wait. you like huge like. Oh, I thought you were gonna say great. <laughs> Why would I say great? They, the, they're helping you get from point A to point B. It's it, okay. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty good grief. Good. Well, point it out as as we get sure. there. Meanwhile, at the Albert place, Michael uh, Michael dares Brad to go up to the master bedroom and sit in the old man's chair. Yeah. Perfect. Are you afraid of the dark uh, setup? This was honestly probably the best scare in the episode. The kids. Yeah. Fire My, is really prob- scary. <laughs> <laughs> the problem I've always had with these kids hiding in the sheets is when he sits down, you would de- he puts his hand on the kid's arm. Like you'd feel somebody's arm under there. You wouldn't mistake that for a no. chair arm. Come on. Huge flaw in the episode. A small <laughs> minor <laughs> flaw. <laughs> Uh, back at home, Justin is fooling with the door when he discovers a secret panel hiding a key with the word in stamped okay. on it. Okay. <laughs> this Are you serious right now? Yeah. this is like the turning point of the episode for me where I'm like, this is getting so good. Like, a, do- a key? Oh a my god. A secret panel? This is insane. No, it's I... convenient. Oh no. Convenient? Wait. Nothing is this... convenient about this. <laughs> this yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this key? What's it going to do? In? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got like a, a little bit of an Alice in Wonderland feel yeah. to it of like, oh, a tiny key and it says in. Yeah. Something on it. And then things start to make sense. You're like, the other door is going to be out. So all the puzzle pieces are coming together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the look of the key when they hold it up to the, mm-hmm. the camera. It looks so cool. Yeah. Jeez. Um, just can't make Joe happy with these episodes. Uh, I. <laughs> I've, what do you I, I, have, I have long been on record that this is a subpar Are You Afraid of the Dark show. It should not be shocking. Um, I, it's shocking that you didn't change your mind. <laughs> Maybe we'll still change your mind. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, Justin is surprised by a call from Ashley looking for her brother, mm. and he apologizes for his earlier behavior. But when she mentions needing to find her brother before dinner burns, <laughs> he remembers the fire and runs off to find her. Over at the house, Michael and his friends scare Brad to initiate him into the club when Ashley shows up looking for him. Hmm. When the boys hear her calling, they run off and accidentally knock a candle over, starting a fire. Oh my gosh. With some coaxing, Justin gets his sister to tell him where Michael took Brad. Not spying for Mom. I just have to know where he is. I'll be your best friend. Give me a break. Just tell me where he is, or Mom's going to find out who flushed the corn cob down the toilet. He went to do an initiation. Initiation? Like the Albers house? When he 
looks through the door, he realizes that the same vision he's been seeing is no longer the future, but it's happening right now. Okay, two things here. We're meeting a sister for the first time, like, 19 minutes into the episode. Who is this girl? Doesn't I matter. can accept it that, does but matter. I love the interaction. This is a perfect this, this interaction. This is just like a late, back and forth. Just, just we need to move the plot along. Sometimes you need, it, to, you need to plant something to move the plot I don't along. think she actually, like, I, I don't understand why she's there at all. How does she move it? Um, because he needs to find out where his, where brother, his brother is. is. She's the one who says where the other brother, that's his sister. Uh-huh. She's the one who knows where the Why not just is. have Ashley do that on the phone? Because Ashley, Ashley doesn't, doesn't know. know. Oh, you're right. But the um, two brothers are together. See, and Ashley's just, like, where's the we're brothers? We're showing you how these are not flaws. <laughs> okay, that's not the flaw we should be talking about. The flaw we should be talking about is, for some reason... That he knows it's now? When he gets the door, yeah. it's like the future. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. the door is showing the present... Yes. And he's like, oh, it's happening now. Yeah. How did he know that it went... How did the door go from past to present? How did he know that the door went from past Correct. to present? Sure. Why, when he said, show me a girl that'll go to the dance with me, why did it show yeah. her dying in a fire? Why didn't it show her at the dance? Yeah. Why did it show her... Why wasn't it showing her what she was doing in the present the first time he asked? Yeah, why is it showing him this side story? Well, the doors obviously has some sort of psychic connection to him and her and events oh that boy. are happening. Okay. This is crumbling. The door is setting him up to be a hero. Yeah. How does he know what's past? What's past well, that's and what's the girl. Now? Well, well, that's a good question. I mean, that's uh, who knows. Um, <laughs> Just move beyond. That. It's fine. Um, I forget the other part now, but I. Before I forget, I just want to say I love the interaction with his sister, how she's just like not putting up with his BS. It's just are a you great, afraid of the dark? Great... Are you afraid of the dark? Loves bratty younger siblings. Yeah, yeah. Like they love she a pulls huge, it off. massive brat as a little sibling. What's the best way to get to your sibling? Tell mom they flushed the corn cob down the toilet. <laughs> Oh my I love this. What? Corn cob in the... It's just so bizarre. Yeah, it's very it's weird. Yeah. Who would do that? And why? Ridiculous. That's what's so good about it. The like, writers it, didn't know either. It, get, it, your it, mind, get your mind racing. Yeah. It's like, what, what is this for? One of the lingering questions I have after this episode, who has flushed a corn cob down the toilet? <laughs> that can't be good. It cannot be good. Uh, Justin uses the in key to open the door and he gets transported into the burning house with Ashley where he saves her from being hit by Bert by the burning plank of wood. Ashley! Justin? Look out! Where did you come from? Let's get out of here. Okay, hold on. Ashley, she's in a burning house. Sure. Can we talk about this? She's literally surrounded by smoke. She can't smell it. She can't feel the heat. She, she can't walk. see the billowing. <laughs> that shot of the window is... It, first, it's really funny because, like, you can literally see, like, the circle, circular area where they're just, like, pumping smoke oh, out of the window. Uh, but also, how... What is wrong with this girl? They did... In that panning shot, it seems to suggest she's over here somewhere in the house on the right. Yeah. And, like, the fire's up in the left hand... If Whatever. you walked in a house on fire, you would know it. If she got close to that, if she was, I mean, she gets into the room, obviously, eventually. Or maybe she's in a different room as it burns. It's not, I mean, okay. May, may, maybe they didn't make a strong enough point of, like, she thought her little brother was in the burning building and she mm -hmm. was, like, she wasn't, ah, yeah, but she wasn't, like, frantically being, like, Brad, Brad, you gotta get out of here. She was just, like, 
Brad? Brad? Why is there so much smoke in here? <laughs> maybe if they had, maybe they just, we didn't, it wasn't properly edited yeah, to yeah. show us, like, she thought she was saving her little brother from oh, a dangerous maybe. situation. So she didn't leave the burning building. Maybe. Yeah. Although she also didn't seem to care whether he was there or not when she left. Well, I had to get out by that point. It was just there was yes, no at time. What, at some point, you can only try my so brother. Much, yeah, so if he's just, dead, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, they gotta save themselves <laughs> at some point. Maybe she just also wasn't up. trained on fire safety, and you know, yeah. didn't, didn't know to get out. Yeah, good point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so he saves her. Well, trapped, they escape yeah. down the laundry chute into the locked basement as smoke pours in around them. Do you want to ask how they fit in the laundry chute? Oh. Oh, Why they like go to the basement? How the basement is locked from one side? Oh, what? yeah, sure. Um, you know, it just was locked. Like, it was a locked door. I'm telling it could you. Be, it's not that crazy. I'm telling there you. There could these, be a locked These door. last five minutes There's something crumble. way crazier than that. They crumble under even the slightest pressure of thought. Uh, no, it could be a locked door. Like, that's not that No, but outrageous. getting a chute that big... It's a castle, or almost, it uh, seems like. It's the Albert's house. <laughs> I'd love to see a blueprint of this house, because it's very confusing. Um, well, with no way out, it suddenly occurs to Justin that where there's an inn, there must be an out. Meanwhile, as uh, Sardo closes up shop, he hears a small voice calling out of the second door, and as smoke spills from it, he uses the out key to open the door. As the smoke in the basement threatens to suffocate Justin and Ashley, the doorway opens and they fall out into Sardo's shop. Why? How interesting. Are you okay? Yeah, I think. What happened? <clears throat> I don't know whether this is the right time, but uh, I don't suppose I could interest you in purchasing the triplet. The triplet? Yes. It's actually three of a kind. Nah, keep it. Now this, I will say, doesn't fully make sense. Like, why did this door in the basement lead to Sardo's shop? Like, why? how is that door in the basement connected to the... Except... Because it's connected to the other door. Yes. Uh, I mean, the. why is the door in the basement connected to the doors? Oh. But, except that it could be Mr. Albert who's been... They've mentioned the house could be haunted. Clearly, Mr. Albert was doing something strange. Maybe he's involved with making the doors connect well, to the house, whatever. When Justin opens his door, doesn't he just teleport? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So couldn't the assumption be that once Sardo opens the door, they teleport oh, to whoever sure. opened yeah, it? Yeah, that was... It's a teleport it. door. Yeah. But just you're talking about the tiny it. magic doors, and Andrew's yeah. talking about the real-life regular door built into the house. It's not... It's not that that door it's not that door it's that sardo opened his door uh, which allowed oh, yeah, them yeah, to yeah. come out oh, you're right yeah, yeah. okay so in the episode they're like trying to get out of doors but yeah that's not relevant they could have been in a cave and Correct. if sardo opened the outdoor yes yeah it's just a teleportation device i see how i see it i like the connection of the mini doors yeah yeah as as a as a i still don't story. understand why that door wasn't smoking the entire time the, yes. Yeah. yeah. And like, why does it sometimes like howl and well, like here's, rumble here's and like make little, shimmy. it makes like dragon noises sometimes. Maybe, maybe it's not always full. Well, we know that it's not always connected to like whatever's going on on the other side. 
sometimes he opens it and it's just nothing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yeah, it's that? connected and sometimes it's not. Hmm. You know? It's like it's like Wi-Fi. It's like internet. It's like maybe it has something to do with Spotty. Spotty. <laughs> they didn't have five G. You bring it to school and the thing's useless. They're <laughs> in a dead zone. Luckily, it showed him a smoking time in the future, because otherwise it would have just, I don't like the smoke. Yeah. Was a key part of Sardo really knowing important. when to come yeah. back yeah. to the door. Also, it's not that crazy to think Sardo would not notice the smoke coming out of the door. I mean, he doesn't notice yeah, anything. He's, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before they have a chance to recover, Sardo offers to sell them the triplet, revealing a third door. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it so much. Oh so many questions. Seriously. Like, Wait, do we know what the third key said? There was one tiny door with a key that said in, one tiny door with a key that said out. And we don't know what the third door yeah. says. We oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big mystery. Maybe the third door is like the ultimate of like in and out. Could be. You use it for all purpose. <laughs> How would that work? You go in, you go out. We don't even oh. know. <laughs> it's a door. It's just a door. It's just a door. <laughs> Um, I feel like we could have ended there, but sometime later we see Justin picking mm. up Ashley for the dance. Mm. Yeah, that's and good. as Gary tells it, whenever a door is open, it always leads to new possibilities. Oh, so Gary. Gary. So Gary. Love him. <laughs> now I got fake vomit or whatever Sardo <laughs> said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love Gary. <laughs> you love Gary? I don't. I don't even have an opinion on Gary. How do you not have an opinion on Gary? (laughs) Yeah, we've never gotten your opinion on Gary. I like when he sometimes dresses like basically in a suit for the Midnight Society. (laughs) Oh, we should do a lot of button-ups. We should do a fashion report because I want to talk about the main character's like giant Steve Irwin shirt that he's wearing. (laughs) The whole episode, nineties haircut is great. Oh wow, man, it is like that thing is round in the back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is a bowl cut, and then he's got like like a giant man-sized khaki Steve Irwin button-up. He also seems a lot younger than um the girl. Oh. Yeah. The girl looks like she's 25. Yeah, she's just like in <laughs> <Actually>. college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never learned about fire safety. That's why they sent her back. Yeah, she was back. <laughs> Tragic. She must be hanging with that uh, Locker 22 girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as Gary finishes his story, Tucker snatches the crystal ball to see if he can tell the future also. I see a guy standing up and saying, I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. I declare this meeting. Give it to me, Tucker. Give it to me, Tucker. <laughs> hey, this thing really works. Let me try. Yeah, you're right. I see. I see a little guy, and he's being pounded by a big guy with glasses. Mmm, nasty. Later. <laughs> and I love Gary, so. <laughs> Wherever you are out there, Gary. <laughs> Love you. He's a weatherman. Wait, really? Yeah. He's for a, what? In Canada. Us? I don't know. Huh. Well, good for him. See if I can get that channel. Oh, I bet he could use a weather ball for that. A crystal ball for that. <laughs> what? A weather ball? Russell. 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 Did he ever uh, do any more acting? I don't remember. I guess you could say that being a weather person is. Yeah. Still acting. on camera. Yeah. 
Well, uh, do you want to talk about some of the stuff that went into this? Sure. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, I, of course, took a look at some of the people that acted in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin was played by Michael M- Macaron. Um, this his first credit was Richie Rich. Hey, love it. Um, he was also in Private Parts, Parks and Rec, <laughs> and he was a producer on Parks and Rec. The Hannibal Burris uh, takes an Edinburgh tour. Uh, love that show on Netflix. Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling and Space Force. Hmm. I, 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 so he's still active. Yeah. Like, current. I saw that he played young Howard Stern in Private Parts. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Ashley Ruler was played by Elena Nepp. This was Are You Afraid of the Dark was her first credit, Mm -hmm. which we love. Um, (laughs) She also appeared in Bang Bang Your Dead with Ben Foster. Hmm. Um, Not many other, like, notable things. Uh, Mr. Bernie was played by Ivan Smith. He also appeared in The Tale of the Quicksilver and The Tale of the Looking Glass. Uh, He also appeared in Hysteria, The Death Leopard Story. Rollerball 2002 and Being Human. Um, and I also took a look at Amanda Walsh. We talked about her <laughs> during the Tale of the Dollmaker, but uh, she played Susan Henderson, of course. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. Wait, who was she in this episode? The girl uh, who like hands her the cake. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. How her, could I forget? Her acting is pretty bad in this. <laughs> It's like really stiff line readings. Well, um, because she's a doll. <laughs> I like that. Actually, yeah. that would make it really good. Oh, well, that lines up to... Oh, wait, no, that... The she the doll episode is not a Sardo. No. My theory no. that they're all happening in the same town is not... No. Um, I mean, Sardo could be behind the house. I think could I be had behind some everything. Other... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like that in this episode, when Sardo like has his cabinet of things, he has the super specs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call back. Um, also, there was a number of people, like anybody who I didn't mention, pretty much. This was their only credit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Even uh, Ben, the kid with the cool sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, no, no, he, he. I think he was in some other stuff, but I lost it. He's he was Special. aggressive. <laughs> Uh, oh, Goosebumps he was in also. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Well, this episode was co-written by Scott Peters. Uh, he also wrote a few other Are You Afraid of the Darks? He wrote uh, Station 109.1, mm-hmm. Fire Ghost, Loves Fire, uh, Apartment 214, Old Man Corcoran, mm-hmm. and Water Demons. Wow, all pretty good except for uh, Apartment 214. <laughs> You, you take wait 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 real question would you take fire ghost over apartment 214 yes i mean i'd rather watch it oh I just, my do you like gosh. have you seen apartment 214 you guys wait which is that the one with the the aliens the old, the old no. lady, oh, old lady. Old, you oh, promised oh that one's great <laughs> thank you thank you yeah. Mm. You know what? I, I have not no like that episode. I thought we were allies. Here. I just <laughs> see you think it's a lesser. You've been episode, teaming up with the enemy. That old lady is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Madeline. Yeah. Yeah, she Madeline. promised. She she did promise. <laughs> it was the worst day. 
I remember that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, yes. That you got is chills. So stupid. You got. No, it's <laughs> You got goosebumps. I see them. No, that was really. Dumb. You're gonna dream about Madeline tonight. <laughs> That, that was, was the one day. That play. was like a, a cycle of abuse. Like adults placing their mm. like yeah yeah, which is also horrifying. It is horrifying. Mm. Yeah, that's true. She has to move in with them. By the yeah, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> okay, so he wrote. I think an arg- arguably uh, pretty solid episodes. Yeah. Um, he was also a writer on Highlander. Mm. Uh, six episodes of Goosebumps, including Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he directed two Animorphs. Uh, he directed 11 Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. <laughs> Love that. Very good. Uh, he directed 12 Outer Limits. Mm. Uh, and recently he's worked on shows called The 4400 and The... Mm. Which I don't know, okay. but he's still working. Nice. Yeah. Glad he still has a job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially after, after this masterpiece. After, after this yeah. thing. <laughs> um, trivia, Andrew? Uh, just that this is uh, Richard Dumont's sixth and final appearance as Sardo in the original oh, uh, okay. run. Yeah, the original five five seasons. We get him. The last time we get him is with well, he's in Oblivion and he's in the one where the genie uh, one. Genie, yeah, with the girl. Yeah, yeah. such a sad character. I mean, what? I mean, what? <laughs> Have you powerhouse? Have you been scammed? You know what it brings to mind to me? I went to the county fair, as per usual. I was with my friend. And I fell for one of those scams where it's like, oh, if we can guess your age, you get a prize. And then and then you do this like whole thing and you're at the fair and you're all excited and you play the game and then it's like you won the prize, and they give it to you, and then they're like, oh, that's $10, like $12 or something. And I won this, like, big framed poster, and it was so cool, but then they're like, oh, okay, like, you won, but then they charge you. So then, of course, my parents had given me, like, a limited amount of cash for the whole fair, and I went, like, every day of the week, and then I had to pay my money for this framed thing, and then I brought it home, and I had, and I remember having to tell my parents, like, I scammed. I, I, I didn't mean to have to pay for this, but then, you know, the guy did the thing and then he told me it cost $10 and I paid everything for this, like, you know, pretty awesome poster, but, like, I didn't mean to do this. And I remember having to tell my parents in the kitchen and them being like, like, you know, that sucks that that happened to you, but, like, that was your fair money. It's gone, you know? So you blame Sardo uh, for this? Uh, <laughs> does this not bring up any issues of, like, this guy was ripping off kids. Did this not happen? Like this, um, that's a formative thing. This kid got ripped off. Not really. It worked exactly the way Yeah, it was and it was only $10. Yeah. If he didn't want to spend his money, it's not like Sardo <laughs> made him. This does sound like a, it's bringing up some <laughs> difficult things. Okay, okay, let's... Who, who would scam a kid? So I, this wasn't at the county fair, but I remember... It teaches you, like, the value of your money, too. So yes. I remember I had a gift card... To Abercrombie and Fitch, Ugh. which this was—I mean, this was like when I was in middle school or whatever, and that's what everyone wore. And there was a guy selling posters. There was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was transformed. I, I went through this tiny door and I was transformed <laughs> to a state fair. No, but I spent my entire gift card plus extra money on some dumb T-shirt. And when I went home, and I was, and my mom was like, "Oh, what did you get?" I was like, "Oh, I got this." t-shirt that cost like $50 and 
And my mom was like, that was a really dumb use of your money. <laughs> it wasn't Abercrombie and Fitch's fault. No, okay, well, no, this guy tricked me. He said it was a prize, this... and then he and then he was like, oh, I need your 10 It's like, if, like, people in Vegas, and there's, like, all these, like, performers on the street, and it's like, oh, you want to take a picture with me? And they're like, yeah. And then you take the picture, and they're like, okay, the pictures cost $25. And then you're on the spot, and you feel bad, and you have to give them the $25. But I think Sardo's pretty clear that something's going to cost money. He loses on the deal. That's true. <laughs> I guess you are so far in the pocket of Sardo. I can't. I mean, yeah, this is uh, this is Sardo propaganda here. It is, <laughs> I feel like everything that happens in a carnival type setting is like almost implied to be a scam. That's what this guy is, and kids don't. I know think I don't like it. I don't like. I felt it. safe at the fair. This what? kid was just going in a magic shop. He had girl problems. He didn't he have was to vulnerable. buy the door, though. Yeah, no one made to, him yeah. buy the door. He wasn't tricked into buying the door. Yes, he was. He was told it was one of a kind. It was. And it, it worked. It, it ultimately worked. All right. Okay. It worked. <laughs> it ultimately worked. And he got it's to like the It's like Sardot really tried to scam him, but ultimately the kid kind of won over. He did the scam. <laughs> <laughs> he scammed Sardot. All right. Uh, well, I, I I saw that this is one of the few episodes where Kiki doesn't wear a bandana. Mm. So. Fun fact. <laughs> and we learned that she's a really good singer. We apparently. sure do. Yeah. And she was in real life. Oh. So there's some trivia. They do look a little older suddenly in this episode. Yeah, they're getting grizzled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I noticed that, that, that Tucker's looking older. Yeah, they're not sure and how to like dress him anymore. Yeah. It's like, is he a little kid? Or yeah, his voice is, is getting kind of deep. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, they're like, oh, Gary's gonna beat you up. I'm like, Gary's not gonna beat up Tucker. <laughs> like, they're like the same Tucker's size. Like six feet tall. He's got yeah. like a beard. <laughs> uh, Alright, straight observations? Um, yeah. Um, uh, did you catch all the girls that Ben is considering asking to the dance? Ugh. Wow, good one. No. No. Three? Yeah, three. There's yeah. three of them. He says by name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who are they? They include Natalie Newell. Beth Elliott, and finally Amy Breck, who says yes, of course. So th does he ask the other two first? Um, well, that, that's unclear. I think okay. they were just talking about, like, these are possibilities, okay. maybe. Because yeah. I thought they were all going to have fire-related names. <laughs> like, everybody's name was like, oh, what? oh my gosh, I just thought of this. Ashley. Ash. Ash. Oh, see? Yeah. See, the Ashley. genius just keeps revealing itself. Bernie. Yeah. It's like Justin, <laughs> Sardo, <laughs> Michael. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a good observation. Uh, Wait, what's Sardo wearing in this episode? Hmm. Uh, Does he wear different things in different episodes? I mean, he I've generally has like he has an bandana. Ensemble. Yeah, he has a bandana, a reddish shirt, purple. Was he wearing a bandana? Black vest. I, I remember a bald head. Uh, at the end, it's off, yeah. He's not bald. Yeah, he's balding. He's balding. He's balding. <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he still has the Jerry Oh my gosh. So sensitive. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't say he's a hottie. <laughs> really? I, we may have just hit on something. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Richard, you're not judging. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not judging. It's. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Isn't he like a jerk though, or something? I don't know. Mm. Like well, I remember because I good. listened to in preparation for this. I listened to your Vink versus Sardo episode, oh. and I remember you saying something about how like when fans would ask the actor <laughs> mm. who played Vink to like say his va va va. He would be all excited about it, but when people asked Sardo mm. to say his lines, they were like, "I don't want to." Do, he's like, "I don't want to do that." Sounds like maybe mm. something I made up for verses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying to paint Sardo in this. No, no, no. I'm sure. Light. I'm sure it comes from some research. Maybe the uh, slimed book, or would not. God. Oh. You never want. You never want to meet your heroes. Mm. Mm. I didn't say he was my hero. Didn't you? <laughs> but maybe you. <laughs> uh, Justin. Wait, when he introduces himself to Sardo, because Sardo's got his whole introduction, Justin has his own. Did you catch it? No. Doesn't he say, just Justin, no rules? Justin, no rules. Oh, Just wow. plain Justin. Jeez, how did I Love miss it. that? Yeah. It's like the Anthony Bourdain, no <laughs> No <laughs> reservations. <laughs> Talk about heroes. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> I noticed, um, if you noticed any, please shout them out, but some items in Sardo's shop. I never really like looked that closely, but a couple that I liked. He had a big stuffed owl. It was like mm. the wing spread, you know, and a shrunken head. Ooh. Mm. Kind of fun. Cool. I think part of my fondness for Sardo episodes is his shop kind of reminds me of Big Fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so there was like that connection with... The local Cleveland. Yes, the local Cleveland. Like, well, it's now doesn't yeah, really exist dead. anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it was like toys, collectibles. Yeah, and like yeah. weird toys. Oddball things. Yeah. And yeah. it was the uh, way it used to be was so cool too. It was like just like such a cramped, weird space. It was mm-hmm. like, is this a house or what, what is <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. Like the shelving areas were not really clear. Yeah. Everything Some stuff was, was just like in cramped. bins that you yeah. had to yeah. dump And drawers all over the place <gasps> that you could open up and there's stuff in them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the stuff cool. inside was for sale. And, and I think like, they sold fake vomit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The whole never, thing. Never bought your tiny doors though. <laughs> I, I remember I got a boxing Mr. T from there. My prized possessions for a while. Um, well, speaking of stuff, did you catch any stuff in Justin's room? Um, one thing that I caught, that caught my eye, was the poster. Mm. Um, this is a familiar poster for me, Mm. because it existed in my grandmother's house in the basement, like, still. Um, but it's, like, a dog and a cat and a mouse, like, riding on top of each other on a bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) On a bicycle? Okay. Yeah, that was one I saw. Uh, There's a motorcycle poster Mm, in there. Uh, I did note that on his stand uh, behind his bed, there was a shiny red bicycle. Think related? Maybe. Wait, why is everyone so excited about There's an episode of Are You Afraid Dark called Shiny Red Bicycle. A very haunting episode. It's really about PTSD. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. if you listen to last week, it's it's really sad. (laughs) Uh, 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 Did you catch the whole pricing? Um... Movement here, yeah. Sixty-four ninety-five to forty-four ninety-five to twenty-four ninety-five to ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Just a classic scam artist about like, well, how much do you have? Yeah. And then that's what I'm gonna charge you. I'm gonna take everything you have. Ten dollars is reasonable. But also like him not really. Sixty-four is maybe a scam. I don't know. Sixty-four is not even a scam for a door that shows you the future. Also that, if that door was real. I mean, $65, not that out of, 
you know, completely out of the question. For I that. love the door. I love the door. What I'm saying is, like, his intention was to take this kid for all he was worth. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's always his intention. Yeah. Boy, that county fair really messed you <laughs> up. <laughs> I regret being vulnerable on this podcast every time. <laughs> So it was very clear, though, that that he's charging you something. Yeah. I know. I know. I but know. I, but I, like, something about him not getting away with it is, like, I just like, you know, it makes him more likable to me. Yeah. Like, he never gets away with it. He's kind of a bumbling guy. Yeah. yeah. It's a good character. Yeah. I guess. I guess you didn't catch any of the words on the chalkboard in the classroom. No. no. Uh, one acre of rainforest disappears every two minutes, they say. Mm. And then the other part was the word agriculture underlined, and underneath it was the word meat and an equal sign. That's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. What Random. class was this? Yeah. <laughs> huh. This was a... Mm. There was also a hand-created uh, Please Don't Smoke poster in there. That you um, would need that in like a, no smoking a in middle the classroom. school classroom? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, ratings. Uh, IMDb gives this episode a real... A uh, beautiful, I'm guessing a high, nice no, high score. No, 7.7. Not good for Are You Afraid of the Dark. I mean, that's pretty, pretty good, good for IMDb. Not for Are You Afraid of the Dark. Come on. Usually in the What's, Did you look to see what the lowest... And no, I'm sure it's like 6.6 oh, or yeah. something, but... Um, all right, so out of five Krebs stars, what did you give the tale of a door unlocked? I'm giving it four and a half Krebs stars. Uh, I love this episode. <laughs> I love the item. <laughs> Joey's eyes are going <laughs> to pop out of his head right now. I love the progression of like what happens, the discovery about the item throughout the episode, the, the discovery, the key. Oh, my God. Um, this is bonkers. It's such a weird... Like, I always thought of it as a middling episode when I was younger, but as I've grown older, my tastes have matured. Uh, mm. I've realized that this episode is not... It's not the absolute top tier, but it's one step below that for me. And it's a great... And for me, it's like a great um, toward the end of the series episode. Uh, you know, there's not... There's also... Um, Night nurse, or not night nurse, uh, you know what I'm talking night about. Night shift. Night shift. Yeah, that's the next um, episode after this. Yeah, but there's also, like, Jagged Sign. Sure. And oh, yeah, badge. that real bad, yeah. Like, sure. just... Wait, Badge? That moment's great. I just really appreciate, like, an episode that's trying to do something out of the box a little bit. And for me, like... The way it progresses is just uh, really good. I, I can forgive its flaws because of, like, that it's that interesting. I'm going to give it uh, two Kreb stars. One boy, star for each boy, of the Alice in Wonderland boy. keys. Because I want to hold that tiny door. I want to open that, like, trap <laughs> door there's three slot. doors, so shouldn't it get at least three stars? No, because the third door is, like, unclear. But that, that's that what makes it so yeah, amazing. It's just a stars. joke. It's just a Sardo joke of like, LOL, no. No, but it probably every works. Time there's I probably a something. fourth and a fifth door. Every time you're I tell you me, like, You're telling me you weren't thinking after this episode, where, what does that third door do? I can't where stop thinking about it. What, what's the key say? No, it's it's like a amateur joke. Good. You guys get it. Oh, <laughs> you guys, I love the tiny doors. I'm trying. the Two, two stars. Two crib stars. Fresh eyes over here. 
I'm afraid Joey has corrupted. Yeah. Your Did you watch mind. this together? <laughs> <laughs> I can make my own opinions. Yeah, she's liberated. <laughs> and vindicated. <laughs> okay. We got a four point five and a two. Where are we going? I don't think there's any secret about how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving this a five out of five. Oh, wow. I love it. Oh my goodness. This is I gonna be the widest margin on any episode ever. Peaks are dope performance. Love the doors. Love the open questions at the yeah. end. And I also like that it's different for an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, that there's not really like a villain or something scary. I guess, like, the villain is fire, yeah. <laughs> which, fire is pretty terrifying, I feel like. Your sense is failing you. Yeah, your sense is failing you and not understanding you should get out of a burning building. Uh, I don't know about you all, but I feel like in grade school, when you're, like, learning about fire safety, they make it sound like you're definitely, your house yes. is definitely going to catch on fire yes. multiple times. Mm. So I think that that's... Yeah, you're going to have to stop, you're, drop, and roll. Yeah, like, you're, you're like, going to need an now. escape plan. You need to practice it with your whole family every day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Well, five out of five. This is uh, some terrible. Are you afraid of the dark acting? No real scares. Uh, I love the. I love the door. I love it. I love it. But I just think this episode is. N it's not even close to Sardo's best. Uh, and I just don't. I don't find it to make all that much sense. And it's not that fun. Uh, what's fun about this episode? The doors. Every <laughs> single like step of the way, the new like revelation about what's happening. That's what's fun about it. Mm. No. <laughs> it, it. No, no, no. Are you kidding me? It's not fun. It's not oh a fun journey. God. How is this not There's just so many... performance? I feel like at this point... No, he's... for me it's super specs, and I don't even like super specs. But uh, uh, what you don't like super extreme... specs? <laughs> yeah, no. what? Is, what? Yeah, see, he's, that... he's losing mind. <laughs> We've talked about you this too much. You no longer can tell Sardo. what's good or what's bad. It's all Sardo is so overrated. It's it's crazy, and his good stories great. never make any sense. Please, if anybody's uh, listening to this, write <laughs> if in. Richard Dumont is listening to this, don't listen to Joey. Your hair is lush Your and beautiful. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, I'm giving this a two point seven five. Uh, this is mediocre. Are you afraid of the dark? At its best, it has the prestige of a Sardo. I'm doing quote fingers Sardo episode, but it's not a good episode. Oh boy. Well, I'm so sorry, guys. Wrong. But, uh, <laughs> we got no, a two, I, a two point seven five, a four and a half, and a five. So this is about as far apart as I think we'll be. I know our friendship is a lot older than this podcast, but I have a lot of questions now. It can endure. Uh, <laughs> you did give me this tiny door, so yeah, I have to yeah, be grateful. Yeah, I want that back. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want to name the episode? Sure. Um, I called this one The Tale of a Door with a View. Mm. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like love that. it. Uh, Katie? The Tale of Tiny Doors and Burning Buildings. Mm. <laughs> nice. I'm going to name this episode uh, a quote from the episode, which is Who's the Babe? The Tale of Who's, who's the, the Babe? <laughs> She's in the door. So yeah. It's like, oh, who's this? Oh, who's the babe? Who's the babe? 
in the in the door. It's the power of the babe. But I know that doesn't what, fit on what power. Who <laughs> <laughs> do? Uh, okay, I call this uh, the tale of Justin's little door. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very oh, yeah. good. I like it. Very yeah, it's my, I saw you in my little door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He, doesn't someone also say, have fun at the dance with your little door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, great line. Yeah. His, his, by the way, his friend who seem like, they seem like they hate each other. <laughs> like, Pretty much uh, all friends in Are You Afraid of the Dark yeah. seem like they hate each other. Uh, yeah. Friends, yeah. siblings, not to be trusted. Shop yeah. owners, definitely not to be trusted. Mm. Uh, old people <laughs> never trust them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't, don't make promises to old people. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Well, old man Corcoran. Well, he's he good. was to be trusted. Yeah, he's good. Turns out. Yeah. All right, go around one more time. Uh, the tale of a door with a view. The tale of tiny doors and burning buildings. The tale of who's the babe? <laughs> and the tale of Justin's little door. We'll post it, and uh, you guys can vote. Um, boy, okay. Let's, I'm, I'm let's very close the door on that what... stinker. Well, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. Team door over here. I'm going to be... I'll put you in the outdoor. Te- <laughs> team snore. Oh. Team snore. Hashtag team God. snore. <laughs> You're on team snore. You gave it a two. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll change your mind. <laughs> Divisive episode. Yeah. We'll post. Team door, team snore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to get... We're going to get rocked but okay um <laughs> all right well uh we close one door and we open another andrew what are we up to next time uh next episode is the year in review 2004 pretty important year in our lives yep yeah. uh big year for us yeah big big year <laughs> I, I mean yes a, a... i want to know why it was such a big year i guess i'll have to do it <laughs> It's really about the video game, so mm. oh. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Coach Podcast. You can email us at orangecoachpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. That really helps. And boy, speaking of helpful, we had two great helpful guests today. <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. Yes. I always regret being here. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, like, tagline. Yeah. Katie, Katie, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, This was so much fun. fun. Please come back. Super Specs. Oh, just call me anytime. I'm thrilled that we talked this episode, finally. Uh, It's a great one. I think we can, half of us can agree. (laughs) Um, The better half of us can agree. Well, we hope we'll see all you little doors next episode. a woodworker i could probably ask him to build me that door it's not a joke
I love like the it's like the dramatic uh, what was that called where it was like dramatic <gasps> <gasps> hedgehog yeah the it, like very first viral video oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. it's not a joke <laughs> it's all fire <laughs> oh man that's great all right guys yeah we did it we did it yeah.